welcome back to the Parishioners Banter Podcast. Uh, this is me, your boy Pat, joined by my brothers in the faith, uh, Connor Moore and Zayling Machado. Uh, super exciting. Uh, this is episode eight, I believe. I think so. Um, viewers, listeners are down. Um, it's it's we're all, I feel like we're all kind of coming out of a season where we were super busy. I was in the middle of a move. Um, I know you guys had some things going on as well, uh, but I don't know. I got a really good feeling about this episode. Where are you guys at? How are you feeling, Connor? Sorry, I had a uh, brain fart for a second. I'm feeling good. I think this will be a good episode. Me too. Yeah. Me too. We've got a really good topic to kind of wander through later on. Um, but until then, uh, we have to talk about some other things, um, particularly funny things. Uh, fellas, what have we found on the internet? What are some things that have come across us in the the daily life of uh, Connor Moore, Patrick Baird, and uh, Danny Machado? So I've come across two things <laughs> okay. that really just make me angry. <laughs> okay, oh. go for it. Um, uh, drop drop it on the table, baby. Two of these things, uh, both of them can be found on the internet. I cannot remember the name of this brand, but it is a fitness brand that's centered around uh christian culture and so, it's so, super cringy okay pull that up pull that out for me a little bit so imagine free will like you know you're you're a meathead jock you know you want to push him apparel you'll you love the lord philippians four thirteen gotcha, is your gotcha. instagram bio right <laughs> yeah, amen so what do you do you take these videos of people about to you know max out on their front squat and before then, they're having this existential moment where they're kind of, you know, looking at themselves in the mirror. They're questioning their gotcha, capacity gotcha, to yeah. do all things through Christ who strengthens them, right? Yeah. And, and while yeah. they're, and while they're kind of like hashing this out in their mind, there's really inspirational Christian music playing in the background, um, and all this to get you to notice their uh, gym attire. If I can find this Instagram. Um, I'll definitely uh, send a screenshot. Shout it out. Chat, um, oh, yeah. I did. Yeah, I think you did. Did I send it? You, you sent. You sent it in the group chat as, "Hey, I found something we can make fun of." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did I send it in our text message thread or on Instagram? Uh, uh, I think it was in the purchase banter text message yeah. thread. Let's see if I can find that. By the way, if you donate a hundred dollars, you can actually <laughs> join that group chat for two days. Just letting you know. Oh man, that's funny. Actually, <laughs> so guys, no. I have a fun debate. Um, that I was just kind of sifting through in my mind. What's going on? Um, so we all like T-shirts, you know. Yeah. I was in this in seminary bookstore uh, this weekend. Um, Wait, which seminary? Oh, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, Louisville, Kentucky. What's uh, that? Um, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> like asking who is Michael Jackson. Like everybody knows who's that. Who? Um. Anyway. Um. That was a joke. Um, there were so many different options on claw, uh, uh, on a textile type. You know, I had the dry fit option. I had the canvas option. Nice. I had the comfort colors option. Uh, and so the, con- the, you know, the question that I want to propose to you guys is, what's the best t-shirt? Uh, you know, you can go 100% cotton. Uh, you can go comfort colors. I think Connor's going to be particularly passionate about this question. Um, and then a follow-up question, uh, are you oversized, undersized, or regular size when you wear it by your t-shirt? And then third question, 
Which one do you think I went with? Okay, so I mean, I love cotton. I wear one hundred percent cotton. cotton. Yeah, yep, yep. can't comfy. get on that train, but go for it. It's nice and comfy, dry fit. I mean, you know, it depends. If I'm like, you know, doing something physical, I'll do it. Um, as far as the size, a year ago I would have wore regular size, but now you know I'm getting a little chub chub, <laughs> so uh, I like to uh, go larger now. It's part of sanctification. Yeah. <laughs> Thick boy. I mm, it depends. It's kind of like asking me which tool in my toolbox is my favorite. It depends on the job. <laughs> All right, baby. The job is uh, casual wear on the work day, but you're not dressing up too much. Mm. Uh, but you're in that nice meeting. Where, where you're do I work? Yourself. Um, we'll go the first one. Indie indie coffee shop. Mm. Um, independent or corporate? <laughs> independent. <laughs> independent. Okay. Hence indie. Okay, so <laughs> independent, I'm probably repping Comfort Colors. Okay, okay, okay. Um, preferably oversized because it's very hipster to wear clothes that don't look like they fit you. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good um, point. So, yeah, definitely Comfort Colors because it's breathable. Um, it doesn't draw too much attention to myself. Mm. Um, and it, it just works. You know, it does work, it, it flows. It? You can maneuver around. you got room to play with. And yeah, everybody's just kind of sitting there looking like, "Yo, is he thick? Is he not thick? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> yeah, going for on me, a run. Yeah, dry fit, dry fit on the run. Yeah. So I'm a comfort color. It's pretty much every situation guy. Mm. Uh, Shocker. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the occasional canvas. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> But uh never coughed on the pod before. I hope that doesn't sound horrible in the audio. No, um kind of just sounded horrible, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um Wait, what's what's canvas? Canvas is actually kinda like what Connor's wearing right now. Oh well, okay. Wait. It's like Were we talking about color or material? Material. Canvas is a oh, okay. Yeah, Let me feel that. Let me feel that. It's kinda like uh my it's kinda like if cotton dry fit and uh, and comfort colors all had a baby. Huh. Yeah. Connor's currently looking at it. Trying to Hold up. do some. He's also uh, slowly taking off his shirt to figure out. <laughs> so this is 50% cotton and 50% polyester? Yeah, yeah. So they call that like any sort of hybrid. Feel it. Like that feel it. Come come Fun fact. I used to think polyester was oyster shells. Yeah, it's actually probably sl- similar to what you're wearing right now. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah What's mine? I think mine's cotton. I don't think yours is 100%. 100% coffin would be like... Coffin. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> cotton would be like your your Gildan shirt t-shirts that like you get for free. Oh, I see. You know what? I have the wrong idea. Uh, okay, okay. But, you know, like, I don't know. You're probably, okay. you're probably wearing a blended fabric, which is incredibly unbiblical, by the way, so you should probably change out of that. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, hey, we're going to honor our you know, original thing. I mean, that's why I have long hair. What else is not biblical? If you don't honor the old covenant, are you a Christian? Oh, that's a good debate. Probably not. I don't think so. Um, yeah, so, okay, second you know, follow-up question. Um, I forgot my follow-up question. That sucks. Yeah. So I'll move on to the other one. Uh, what, did you, what do you guys think I went with? You probably went with comfort colors. I did. I, I, I did. You showed all of your cards. So that was a really like, <laughs> yeah. anticlimactic question. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, kind of tough. Uh, but yeah, no, I, um, 
I did. I uh, I went with a long sleeve comfort colors, which I've never had before, and uh, it's white, um, with a nice, nice, nice feel to it. Wait, hold on. Comfort color. What's the material? Comfort colors. What? Yeah, it's a, like it's a style. Yeah. That's well, no, material? comfort colors is the name of the the company that makes the shirts. The type of textile, though. No, they they they've trademarked that type of textile. Wow, that's. I don't that's, believe you. That's powerful. It's 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 real. I'm gonna Google it. That's Please. an absolute power play. <laughs> like I have all white shirts that are comfort colors. Yeah, that's dope. that's garbage. Lacroix. Mm. Yeah, if you're not drinking Liquid Death, uh, as your like number one sparkling water, I, I can't like really bubbles. respect you. I gotta say, I gotta be honest. I don't think that's a good opinion. That's okay. You can be wrong. Yeah, At least tell so, me why though. I think. Here's how I think the evolution of someone's seltzer or sparkling water uh, maturity goes, right? Oh. Uh, dare I say sanctification. Oh. Um, you usually start with an entry-level, you know, nice and easy one, like bubbly, right? What? Um, bubbly's got a lot of flavor up front. Um, you might get one of, like, the Aldi brands at the Target or the Walmart. And then you're going to take a step eventually to Aha's. And Aha's are good. You're gonna live. Like you're gonna live at Aha. Blueberry pomegranate. Yep, yep. That's a great one. You're gonna live at Aha for a good little minute. Hmm. Okay. Uh, while you're at Aha, you're still gonna venture over to Bubbly's. But eventually, what you're gonna do is you're gonna dip your toes over there in the little Lacroix, the Lacroix field. Nah, dude, La crap. And you're gonna be yeah, like, Lacroix is bad. You know what? LaCroix, I actually like Lacroix. Bad opinion. No, bad opinion. Sparkling poop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Liquid Death's just crushing it. They're have you ever had the Cran Raz? Their branding. One? Liquid is Death amazing. is so bad for you, bro. No, it's not. What are you talking about? Oh, I saw some TikTok on it. Liquid Death is the worst flavored sparkling water I've personally ever had. So are you, boys? Oh, I still hang out with you on a regular basis. <laughs> boys, what about box water? Uh, I can't get behind that. No, box water is for people who are so wealthy that they just kind of live in this like materialistic. Like anti-materialistic delusion, where they're like, you just don't, like don't need things and stuff, and like, yes, we do. I cannot pay eight dollars for a half a liter of boxed water. I've done it one That's time. stupid. Yeah. It's like it one, of like my, one of my friends, like, and I can't shop at Earth Fair either, so I'm never gonna be in an opportunity where I would like even consider buying yeah, such. That a that reminds me of the people that tell me to be a minimalist. Like, you have too many things, you need to be a minimalist. Mm. But then I do the math in my mind. And I'm like, the amount of money that it would, in time it would cost me to get rid of all of my things and then buy this, the like single version of like and the one usually thing more expensive. I need. Yeah. It, yeah. it would be more expensive. And then, and then to have like that one color t-shirt that yeah. all the minimalists wear mm-hmm. and like, like, like my hipster glasses that I may or may not need. And then the like, and to get rid of all my books, like that would just break my heart right. and it just doesn't feel worth it. So yeah, I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts? I mean, like just on minimalism, period. Yeah, or I just dig. like the pretentious I, like yeah. culture. I, I mean, dig it, but in a humble standpoint. Yeah, I've gone through phases, and my wife can attest to this, and it's really stupid. Is I'll watch, you know, people that I like think are really cool, like be minimalist, and I'm like, I want to do that because I can save money. Yeah, I can stop caring about stuff so much, and then I'll sell everything. And then I'll buy a bunch of bland color t-shirts and a couple of pairs of pants and shorts. And then, like... You look back and you're like, I spent more money than I would have if I never watched that Yeah, YouTube it's video. kind of like people who make, like, who spend hundreds of dollars making a garden. 
and could have saved all that money and just bought vegetables at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Connor, I imagine you know the YouTuber that uh, he's like known to be a minimalist. Which he, one? Like, gosh, what's his name? I don't There's know. There's so many now. Is his There's first a name? Lot. There's a lot now. Is his first name Matt? Yes. I know, I know you're talking about. He has like... I watched that guy too. I watched that guy. Yeah, sets of colors. He's, he's a good looking dude. He is he's a good looking very dude. charismatic. He's but, also got a really horrible podcast. I tried to listen yeah, to it. So oh, for real. But also it's hard <laughs> because he's a minimalist and I think he's addressed this, but his wife's not a minimalist. Yeah. And so I'm just like, dude, how do you like reconcile this thing? It's like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> Are you really a minimalist if your wife's not? Probably not. <laughs> Are you, minim- are you one if you are married? Yeah. Well, I think for him, it's like <laughs> minimalism is like a broad, like umbrella definition now. Yeah. Kind of like Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Just jokes. Just jokes. I like the uh, the min- minimalist uh, brands they make, like Photoshop. I mean, they take a logo uh, of a brand. Yeah. And make it minimal. Those are dope. Have you it's, seen those? It's interesting. It's like a whole design genre now. It's really oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't, like, I subscribe in some areas to the whole, like, buy nice or buy twice thing, right? Because at some, and, and some things, it's just wiser to practice that method because yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, mics for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big old facts. Well, <laughs> it's like, if, if I'm really into backpacking, I'm not going to go buy you know, a 30 liter backpack from Walmart that's going to break and probably isn't waterproof. Like for I'm going to sure, sure. buy a good backpack that'll last like 15, 20 plus years or even a lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, cause, for sure. For sure. You know, if I'm thinking budget friendly, but I have to buy the same backpack like every year, right? Like why not just save and then buy the more expensive one? Yeah. You know, that's a really good point. What are you boys going expensive on? And what are you guys going cheap on? Specifically weird things. Like, there's the obvious things. Like, I don't think any of us are going to go super cheap on, like, phones. I don't think that's possible anymore. Well, it is. It is. But. I don't know. I think my backpack. Like, for me, the weird thing that I go cheap on, I like Walmart Birkenstocks. They're more comfortable. They break it quicker. Like, I've, I've had. Yeah, perfect. I've had. I wore mine here. I've I've had five pairs of them this year, yeah, and they're ten dollars. Yeah, well, I don't know, but a whole pair of Birkenstocks. Sorry, Negative. whole pair of Birkenstocks, two hundred and fifty dollars. That's false. How much are they? Like hundred twenty. Still, still a lot of money. Still a lot of money. Yeah. I've paid probably around fifty dollars total for my five yeah. pairs. Mm-hmm. They've got me through the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a pair of real Birkenstocks, um, but then I got a lab, and my lab <laughs> ate my chacos. And wow. then the next week, ate my Birkenstocks. <laughs> and that's like almost $200 just down the drain. So when you have a lab, don't yeah. buy anything nice that you care about until mm-hmm. like the three-year mark. Yeah. For me, I bought my truck for $1,000. And she's still going despite the carbon monoxide poison yep. you may or may not get when you ride in it. <laughs> don't yeah. ride in it. There's me and Pat were leaving a friend of ours house a couple weeks ago and I was riding with him. I think we were moving some furniture and we went to go pick up his car because he was borrowing a truck and we came, to, we came to a stoplight and it, when his car sits in idle, his back window doesn't roll up anymore, I don't think. Does, is it broken? No, it does. I oh, just it does. He, just, he does, doesn't roll it up because <laughs> he wants stuff to get stolen out of his vehicle because he trusts yeah. God more than us. It's probably why he's got more faith. Anyways, <laughs> So we're sitting there, and 
Next thing I know, I can't breathe. And Pat's looking <laughs> at me panicking, and we realize that the entire car is filled with carbon monoxide. Dude. Oh my dude. gosh. Hey, dude, and he's just fine. like, dude, it's fine, it's fine. He just starts driving. He's <laughs> oh, like, it'll, it'll air out, it'll air out. It only happens when we're sitting still. Yeah, hey, let's go five minutes on my car, right? Uh, it's Dylan, a piece of trash. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, what are your thoughts on that I car? Just, why? You know, it just shakes and kills you slowly. It's just no point. It's my baby. Yeah, but at what point do you give up give a baby up for adoption? That's a good question. You know, I think I think for me, like I think when your baby's missing a couple cylinders, yeah, that's yeah you guys you guys say that right. Um, but even though the six cylinder is broken, uh, Connor would leave out this detail. But that that truck moved his couch over here. I mean, that your, truck your, your moved. Car, your truck has done a lot for people. Yeah, How right. Like it's like a, it's like a. It's like that old hammer that's just yeah. about to snap off the the metal. Like the metal's about to snap off right. the wood, the wooden handle. Uh, but it's still your hammer, and it still works really well. Dude, I relate so hard to that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, well, guys, um, now to talk about something that matters. <laughs> you know what? People love all that. these things. I know, I've I been here a lot of. Actually, I think it's funny. I'm just making fun of us. No, 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 no. I'm saying. I think people love that. Like we segue into a serious topic. Oh, they oh, love really? I've been hearing lots Seriously? of Seriously, I had a question I was genuinely curious about before we jump in the. There. Yeah, no, okay? for sure. This isn't even going to be super serious. It's yeah, just it. interesting. What are, what are some hobbies you guys are like? New hobbies that you're trying to pursue this year? Oh, new hobbies. I'm trying to record music. We're definitely on the back end of of this year but you you go for yeah. it yeah i'm trying to record music i uh, invested in some equipment for it um i just gotta learn i don't want to rush it i want to learn as much as i can so that's my hobby yeah i've heard like mixing audio is like an art it is i think yeah, it's really difficult yeah people get paid scary. thousands and thousands of yeah, dollars trying to it. learn it it looks really hard it kind of reminds me um our friend gus was telling us about um for marching band the bass section they all play individual notes in order to mm. create one large singular wow. note. And to me, that's kind of what like um, mixing audio sounds like. Because okay. um, our friend Gerald was telling me about um, like just like frequencies that you can't normally pick out mm-hmm. that exist in audio. Yeah. And whether or not certain frequencies are or are not in that mix can actually turn people off from your music, which is kind of insane. Yeah, it's, it's like unconscious. Like, yeah, it's really weird. That's a lot. What about you, baby? What What you got going on? Premium Bibles are a big thing for you right now. Yeah, is that a hobby or is that a passion? I, I feel like it's a, it's a passion. Um, <laughs> Wait, can, can we? Passion, passion, passion. passion. <laughs> No, I do love a good premium Bible. Uh, shout out to Cloud Doesn't Come, Scatter Bible, Cambridge <laughs> R.L. Allen. You know, if you guys ever want to just hit us up uh, for sponsorship and just send us premium Bibles, like, no worries. We'd love that. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, yeah. but personally, I, I would like the Skylar PQ. Yeah, PSQ. Yeah, the PSQ yeah, is good one. It's a nice little Bible. Yeah, it's a beast. You know, I'm sure that I would want to read my Bible more if I spent $300 on it. Yeah, for sure. It's like an automatic lawnmower yeah. in that way for quiet times. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think I think a hobby. I'm always reading, right? So I'm really trying to like. I always love learning about doctrine and everything is like that. I'd like to take up leatherworking. Um, that's like a hobby that I've always wanted to do, but just don't have the time for. Um, I will say, guys, I am refining my cooking abilities. Hmm. Like, I've noticed that when pretty, you made the, when well. you made that teriyaki chicken a couple nights ago. 
Yeah. It's seasoned it perfectly. Thank you. Uh, I'm just applying very basic techniques that I've kind of learned. And I've kind of committed myself to not have a day where I don't cook myself a nice meal that's healthy. Mm. I was eating out a lot. So yeah. that's one thing that was nice. And then um, I think I'm really getting into uh, – this isn't really a hobby, more like an area of study. Um, but I, mean, I really have just loved reading up on typology and biblical theology lately. Yeah. Um, I know for a lot of people, like it's other things. Um, the main thing I want to be a writer one day, so I'm I'm always writing. I just don't disclose any of it. So yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. What are you, Connor? I'm just saying, PFB Leather Company. That I mean, that is yeah, yeah. That is a name. Pat Pat Baird Leather Co. Yeah. One day. <laughs> so a hobby that I've almost feel like my hand's been forced into recently because oh, I own a lab is running. Oh, yeah. So nice. I, mean, I hate running. Your daddy's a bit of a runner, dude. My dad. You're cut from the running cloth. Dude, my dad's baby. a mule. He is a work. He's a workhorse. That that man can run. Dude, um, let's let's go uh, a little bit on more senior. Where, where's he running these days? <sighs> I don't know, uh, Dave. If you're listening, I doubt you are. <laughs> I don't even know if you know we have a podcast, Dad. <laughs> um, let's see, like what. My dad ran. I think it's the the Palmetto three hundred. So it's a three hundred k. I think that's. I don't know how many miles it is. It's well over a hundred miles, but it's like a run from like North Columbia to like Charleston Harbor, in like a week. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a relay. He also does the Blue Ridge relay, and I think that's like a three hundred mile race as well. Oh, nice, nice. Um, he's just built different. I'm like my dad's aging like wine, and I'm aging like milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then my brother. Has like four jobs and is he's jacked and yeah he is pretty jacked and like kind of owns a CrossFit gym I don't really know how that one works <laughs> but I found he's opening up his own practice in the fall oh uh, amen. yeah well, yeah I was he's waiting for that man um, so he's really excited about that I'm excited for him um, but yeah running I especially working at REI now like I just hear a lot of people just enjoying the outdoors and so I've been trying to get outside more and. Uh, one because if i don't my dog will literally destroy my sanity mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but two like i want to be healthy like you know i feel like you know life is uh especially the christian life like you know balancing and you know taking care of your body um you know maybe not to the degree of what you take care of your soul but i feel like there's some correlation there like i think you should have discipline over what like all aspects of your life um and for sure yeah and so, you know, that could be walking or, you know, swimming or, you know, I, I, I just think it's good to move and, you yeah. know, and exercise your body. I think that's important. And I've Absolutely. been enjoying it so far, especially that I've really been wanting to get into trail running. But yeah. uh, the shoes that I have currently yeah. are not ideal. Um, and I found that out the hard way this morning. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather trail run than like treadmill. For yeah. sure. Well, treadmills are hard because it's so boring. Yeah. And like, yeah. like I wouldn't could, mind doing it while yeah. I'm working from home, though. Yeah, kudos to people mm-hmm. that can run on treadmills. It takes an incredible amount of like discipline because you can just stop whenever you want. Like for me, I have to like, like I can't run in my neighborhood. I'll mm-hmm. have to walk to the trail first, and yeah. then start my run. Yeah. So that way, the temptation to stop, like I'll, like if I stop, I'll have to walk back, and it'll take longer to walk. So then I just run. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's fair. Well, in light of uh, sweaty. Men. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, uh, Where you going? this is going to be a, a way better transition <laughs> <Okay>. in a <laughs> couple minutes. So what we're going to do is we're going to just pin, oh, Pat said, in light of sweaty men, right? So we're going to hold that here, <laughs> bookend. Uh, I'm not editing them. <laughs> yeah, please, that. please don't. I think it's going to work. It's going to work. I'm not done yet, Pash. Oh, okay, okay. Um, is there is a really good verse uh, in First Timothy chapter four, uh, verse seven. Uh, and I'm going to read this in the ESV. Uh, and this is very like kind of ans- uh, not, not in light of Pat's nature, but I actually think the NASB. Uh, the NASB renders this this verse a little better, um, mm-hmm. but we're gonna we're gonna go with this. So, First uh, Timothy four verse seven have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. <clears throat> now I want to I want to focus on the latter half of this verse, the train yourself for godliness, because. Uh, by God's grace, I have been able to take Don Whitney's, Dr. Dr. Don Whitney's uh, Biblical Spirituality class. Uh, many of you might know um, Don Whitney's book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. It's like a Christian classic now. Uh, that basically walks no, the it can't be a classic unless he's dead. Yeah, well, he's on his way. Um, and <laughs> Spiritual Discipline, uh, it's like the book. Um, recently, Habits of Grace has come out, which like is like the... Like probably more of like a primer on that book. So if you're not if you don't have time to read the 400 page volume, the 150 page one's really good too. Okay. Um, that one's by David Mathis. But what's really cool is I get to study. I've read this book about five times. It's it's super shaping for me. But I made a little study through this book with the author, and it's gotten me to really kind of examine myself and spiritual disciplines. And spiritual disciplines have been something that I really thought through. A lot in recent weeks because uh, I feel like it's just a struggle. Yep. And not just a struggle, but on a lot of different fronts. Yeah. There's the struggle in the sense where people use it to gauge whether how much better of a Christian they are than other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's struggle just personally. People feel guilty for not doing it. Yeah. Um, there's the you know, am I saved if I didn't read my Bible? to this week or you know this this is the immense amount of guilt and there's also the other side of like we should be concerned right like this is god's word this is we should fellowship with him and things like that mm-hmm. uh and the reason i was talking about uh sweaty men uh is that greek word there for train uh well the esv renders train uh the the king james version um renders like uh i believe it's i actually believe it refine uh, but the NASB trains it as discipline, uh, and that word is actually used in other con- on other texts for like athletes training, or athletes disciplining themselves. And so Do- Dr. Don Whitney says that that's a sweaty Greek word, hmm. and so there's implications in that Greek word for how almost disciplines, which Jocko Willink would say <laughs> the definition of doing something that you don't really want to do for long term gain. Hmm. Um, I, I just it's just interesting. Uh, there's a lot of like clout around it, so I just want to kind of like open up the discussion by one kind of hearing your thoughts. Where are you guys at spiritually, like as far as your disciplines go? What does your routine look like? Um, and then two, don't go into like your struggles just yet. That'll be number two. And then um, three, I have another thing. So just let's just make sure we're landing the conversation. So first, what does y'all's disciplines kind of look like in your life right now? Right now. 
I think for me is uh, expanding my mind by reading books. Um, and yes, you know, I read the Bible as well, right? But um, um, God has given many people gifts to write about his word and write about God, right? To where you can use it as a resource um, to better your understanding of certain things. And so, but I've never really disciplined myself to read those things because I never cared about theology. I never cared about um, certain topics. Um, And that's just because I think, I just didn't care overall. And so I'm trying to discipline myself in reading as much as I can um, to grow my knowledge, but not in like a arrogant way, but in a way where I can fall in love with the, the Lord and his people more and more. Amen. Every day, you know, and so um, right now my goal is just finish um, well a book I'm reading uh, with Pastor Dave, and also um, trying to finish all the uh, nine marks. Um, what's that series? Building healthy churches. Building healthy churches. So right now I'm through uh, church membership, Amen. and uh, it's teaching me so much, <laughs> and it's uh, reemphasizing things that I already knew, but like I see them in a different way. So it's like, oh well. <laughs> Who would, who would know? Like, you read books, you kind of learn more. So, Amen. <laughs> I'm discovering that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know. So, I think for me, I've really tried to simplify, like, the Lord, the Lord requires of us or, you know, commands us to meditate on His Word day and night. Um, and then also to be in prayer. And I feel my prayer life can be sporadic, but consistent on a day-to-day basis where um, really my biggest struggle right now is my house is still a little bit like not finished and I just transitioned into some new work. Mm. And before that, I was just kind of starting to refine a better routine for myself especially in the morning I just feel like I'm sharpest Mm -hmm. in the morning and I really want to give the Lord my mind and my heart at the sharpest point of my day so ideally an ideal situation because I'm not doing this right now I would like to be up in the morning and just kind read through the read through scripture um, mostly for breadth right now and then doing a lot of like depth um, through listening to podcasts and reading um, secondary sources that kind of like complement my scripture reading. Um, family devotions, obviously, you know, another discipline. Um, trying, trying to you know lead lead my family well. Um, yeah, Dominic has actually got a whole book on just family worship. Yeah, I mean, it's really important. I hmm. it's. Um, it's really easy to, to uh, neglect, um, and it kind of like it, it's one of those slippery slopes where it's 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 just very easy to to not do it. Um, I think the hardest one though is probably fasting, right? Like fasting, yeah. Fasting, is it's a good difficult. point. Yeah, maybe we should riff off on what the spiritual disciplines are. Yeah. So, one thing I was gonna say before we jump in there is yeah, like, for, sure. for me, that. my biggest struggle with really any discipline is that I. I'm, I've realized about this myself is like I'm very, I'm like a passionate sprinter, and so instead of, you know, 
really thoughtfully considering what I can handle. Um, I'll just kind of like go full throttle and then burn out like super quick and then not do it for a while and then, you know, give it another good sprint. And so, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people that are very similar to me in that regard um, that get discouraged because they run really fast and they fall because they weren't ready <laughs> to proverbially run fast. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could sum up the entire Christian life with praying, reading, and fellowshipping with the saints. Mm -hmm. And within that comes disciplines that um, Don Whitney kind of talks about in his book. Um, And a spiritual discipline is something that is defined very and modeled clearly in the scriptures uh, by either Jesus himself or the apostles. Uh, so a lot of these you'll see are, um, you know, prayer, Bible intake, uh, going to church, fellowship with the saints, right? Um, fasting, uh, we would say it's something called stewardship. So the way that you manage what God's given you. So whether that's finances, food, um, influence, whatever have you. Um, and there's even like minor ones, right? Of like, um, journaling, uh, we see Jesus go away and write. We see the disciples do this, you know? Um, and so, uh, in light of all of that, uh, I've kind of felt immense conviction on one end of, like, not prioritizing that. But on this other hand, through conversations with one of our elders, Daniel Huddleston, he's kind of explained, and honestly, one of the chapters in David Mathis' book, Habits of Grace, kind of helped me f- figure this out, that spiritual disciplines are not something that necessarily has to be regimented and out every day you know i used to be the guy that thought i had to have like an hour and a half long exegesis every single day and i i love that but i I grew weary Mm -hmm. it just wasn't manageable or sustainable uh and so curling up next to the fire of scripture meditation as the puritan thomas watson said or like working like not neglecting prayer not neglecting the bible but instead making it just a part of you um has proven to be super beneficial for me in this season i've had seasons where i have studied god's word every single day but got exhausted kind of what connor is talking about but i've also had other seasons kind of like this one now where i'm reading god's word every day uh but i'm not pressuring myself to somehow perform for god so that ultimately that quiet time is now validated if that makes sense I think like I think like spiritual I don't know, I don't I don't know if burnout would be the best way to describe it but I think you probably get what I mean when I say that but probably like, like I, weariness yeah or... I, it's like I, I don't know who needs to hear this but like being weary and just kind of being in a spiritual funk or like dry season is okay yeah like yeah, every single yeah Christian has experienced it for sure and yeah. the Lord is faithful and kind and praise god that you know we can't merit more love from him you know and nor nor can we demerit less love from him you know like i i think that's the beautiful thing is you know there can be a week where you just haven't had a quiet time you haven't really delighted in the lord and you know sunday or whatever day rolls around and you realize like wow you miss the lord and you constantly is simply inviting you to delight in him and i think that that should be the heart of 
really all the spiritual disciplines is not not legalism not moralism i don't think anybody was getting at that but it's easy to fall into that trap right because mm-hmm. we if we gauge our spiritual health simply on um checkboxing the spiritual disciplines then i feel like one area that we're losing is simply delighting in christ um because i think that the, the disciplines is something that you should meditate on and sharpen yourself in but out of affection for christ so i don't yeah amen i one thing that as you were kind of talking came to my mind is that a lot of times like i don't know if you guys have experienced this but i will compare myself to the people around me yeah like oh no like geez i know connor had some insane quiet times this week he had family worship this week i didn't do any of those things am i even like like am i even justified in the situation that i'm in um i would just you know i would just say that like god is so sovereign and good to us and the ultimate danger the ultimate danger with abhorring from the spiritual disciplines is i like what professor don whitney says he says is missing god Mm -hmm. i don't want to go my life and miss the beautiful graces that god has given me to know him more for sure ultimately that is what the disciplines are yeah. yeah. Uh, means. That's what habits of grace. That we call them means of grace as well. Like, like prayer, Bible reading, his saints, fasting, journaling, stewardship. These are means in which God has given us to ultimately know Him better. Um, there's For some sure. subdisciplines like evangelism. It's like a pinnacle, like thing of the Christian faith. Like you should be doing that, but. That's a hard thing to discipline. You're like, oh, it's five o'clock, time to go evangelize, you know, whoever I see. Like, you can do that, but it's just a little less, yeah, like, understanding. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, Christian who's struggling to do spiritual disciplines, let me say, don't miss God. Christian who's judging your brothers and sisters for not doing spiritual disciplines, is your heart in the place of, oh my goodness, they could miss God? Or is it, I'm better than them? Yeah. I'm more righteous. Then I can see you have so many thoughts, so I want you to go off. I mean, I think for me, it, um, I, where I where I come from is, I think of, sorry, my brain's everywhere. No, it's okay. I think of, uh, please correct me if this is the wrong way to use it because of context. John 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. It's perfect. Context. Okay. So I, I I think of that, and I'm like, for me personally, it's like the more love I have for God, the more I'm naturally going to want to do, well, naturally use it loosely, right? Because, I mean, I'm a sinner. Broadly, right? like over the course of your life, for sure. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to study his word. I'm going to want to, you know, fellowship with the people he's given me in my life. I'm going to want to serve more, all because I love Christ. I just love him. And um, and sometimes, I, I don't know if it. I don't know. I, I just I I, I, I was gonna say something, but I don't think it's a good comparison. So I'm not gonna say it. That's okay. But um. And for me, I I didn't love Christ all I could. Maybe a year ago, six months ago, I didn't, and that's just the simple truth, is I didn't um. 
I didn't fall in love with him, I, you know, and, and so I've been really, really, you know, by God's grace, um, he's, I've asked for a heart where I'm like, God, like, help me love you with all my mind, my soul, you know, my heart, because um, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. You and know? He's, just, he's just so good. Yeah. Like, we have a God who wants us to know him. Right. Yeah. That's, um... I want, before I say what I'm about to say, I will say that at the same time, like the first time I read that book was in a horrible context. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's like the thing that you really have to guard yourself from and you kind of like summarize, you know, like, like don't miss God. Like a lot of people will form the disciplines of the Christian faith out of secondary motivation. So like That's a good point. for me, when I was first being walked through this book, it was like do these things or be reprimanded. Yeah, right. And so point, yeah. the struggle with, you know, accountability, especially in this regard, is like, you know, we're all running a race, but it's not a race of who can finish first. It's, you know, hey, we are all inadequate for this race. And, you know, some of us may have started before. Some of us may, in a sense, be more trained up than others. But it should never be to look back at a brother or sister who's struggling and, you know, crawling and think yeah. of yourself as being more righteous than them, right? So, you know, I was in a context where, you know, it was, you're going too fast because we're not going to feed you. Yeah, uh, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> and you're going to journal about it. Or um, you will be in this particular pa- place at this particular time reading your Bible or you will be reprimanded, right? And so... Kind of like this... yeah implied works righteousness yeah well and the problem is is that that when when you have when when you're at the mercy of the good the goodwill and i'm using air quotes because y'all can't see me um when you're when you're hoping on the goodwill of man to train you up to love god but they and but they're in intentionally or unintentionally training you in a way where you miss God and it's more of them instilling the fear of being punished by them for not doing these things by you them can't, you can maybe say like yeah. the church or whatever yeah um, it, it could be any it could be yeah. any person or institution that's related sure. to the Christian faith um, the problem with that is that you start to directly correlate those things with God himself yeah yeah right so it's like thing. Yeah. I'm drawing near to read my Bible not to delight in the Lord you know, not because in his presence there's fullness of joy and at his right hand is pleasure forevermore, as Psalm 16 would say, but because I'm afraid not to. Yeah. And, you know, that's not that's not the, the, the fear of the Lord that the scriptures speak right. of. Yeah. And, and we serve a gentle and loving God. Like, uh, Matthew, as you were talking, Matthew eleven twenty nine through 30 is kind of what came to me. I think, like, for the, for the Christians listening, and if you aren't a believer, like, please listen to this as well. Like this, this is such a, a, a gentle reminder that like Don Whitney, he's been accused of implying a works righteousness, which is funny. Cause if you ever talk to the guy, like he's a complete opposite. I uh, just loves Christ. But I am listening to one of, one of Dr. Whitney's lectures one time, this verse kind of called out to me and it called out to me again. Um, when Connor was talking, uh, Jesus uh, speaking in Matthew um, 11 verses 29 and 30 says take my yoke upon you and learn from me I am gentle and lowly in heart 
and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The disciplines, while it is a sweaty word, like it's so ironic like the yoke like is it, a yoke is is a is a contraption that was used for oxen or horse um, or horses or cattle to pull um whatever the the farmer wanted across a field like that's hard work mm-hmm. but jesus is saying even though it's hard work my yoke your your pursuit of godliness is what i i, w- I would submit to you guys here that that's what christ is saying here is yeah, it may may be hard, maybe sweaty right now, but it, it's light. I'm yeah. not burdensome. The ways of the Lord are good. Yeah. Um. And uh, he's light, and he's gentle, and he's lowly, and he's for you. Um. If you're a believer. Um. Well, guys, I think that was a good couple minutes on that. Yeah. Um. I really appreciated you guys' thoughts on that. Thanks for bringing the topic. Um. Cool. Cool. Uh. Guys. Uh. Let's not end on the serious note. Well, that is great. Um, right. Someone uh, come up with something uh, funny to leave our uh, listeners with. Hmm. What's um, What's the most awkward sermon that you can't unhear? Most awkward. It's from your sermon. own. Or what, what's something that a, a a Christian? I got it. Christian leader, air quotes again. Um, has said that you just simply can't on here. So I'm not going to name drop or tell when I heard this because yeah. it's not famous. So uh, yeah. this, is, this is like people listening to this will probably know what I'm talking about. Sorry, Dad. Um, well. So at this uh, church that I was at, it was a Christmas Eve I said it. Christmas Eve <laughs> service. Um, and the... Uh, <laughs> The worship leader started playing "Let It Be" by the Beatles. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mother Mary calls to me, and uh, <laughs> the pastor walked up. The guy sang it great. Like the dude was really talented. Uh, but he said, "Brothers and sisters, look into last year and let it be, and look into this year." And Lord Jesus, just let it be. Mm, preach it for the people in the back. And the applause this guy got was insane. Uh, next thing you know, as I'm looking to my right, there's people with their hands raised. Nice. To the Let It Be song. Amen. A uh, couple issues right off the bat. Uh, the Beatles were not Christians, uh, specifically Paul McCartney, who's singing that song. Uh, yeah. Not, okay? Uh, number two, um, looking back into last year and saying Let It Be probably isn't a great idea. Uh, because it implies that you're just kind of forgetting about yeah. everything. When you should be thinking about how the Lord sanctified you and the goodness in which he's brought you to where you are. And then looking forward and saying that it doesn't really matter either is just kind of, I don't know, kind of probably right. ignorant uh, and, and mean to God. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like, whatever you're doing for me, God, I just don't care. I'm going to let it be. Uh, obviously, there's a healthy posture and I'm being hypercritical, but uh, that was definitely the cringiest, most awkward situation I've probably ever been in. Uh, sermon. Well, I, I have one. Um, I'll call out the church, uh, Freedom Church in Somerville, South Carolina. Sorry, Dad. Um, well, he doesn't go there anymore. <laughs> he doesn't. Go he there, knows. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, I went to their service with the Bairds. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was they were worshiping, you know, 
and the pastor just comes up out of nowhere, grabs the mic. They're singing, um, uh, I've seen you move, you move the mountain. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. he grabs the mic. <laughs> And he goes on a solo. Oh, I've seen you move. So this is like a lead pastor. Yeah, the Sean. senior pastor. Yeah, <laughs> you moved the melody. Like, like, like all. Oh, wow. Like, can he with sing? Heart. What do you think? I mean, he was decent, but I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> You're not a worship leader, and like, he like, just I, like he just run out from the front row. He's like, I'm taking this. Yeah, show. no, that's what he did, and um, <laughs> and. You know, I'm all for like you know pastors. You know, like Pastor Dave sometimes sings with us. Amen. Yeah. But at the end of a <laughs> on a Wednesday night, not a service, and he doesn't show off. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, he probably can't. But you know, even if he could, I, he wouldn't. Um, yeah, it's it's just it made me cringe a lot, and I was very I was charismatic back then. Even then, I knew. <laughs> and you were like you're like in the middle of like worst band feeling it and then you found that and you're like oh that's that's so cringy that's my pastor <laughs> well he wasn't my pastor but yeah so i mean i'll call him out uh, um i just think it was inappropriate and i think it was wrong for sure for sure <laughs> connor oh man so <laughs> i used to attend a church called new spring nice you guys are name dropping yeah. <laughs> but they deserve well, it they deserve no, it yeah. I'll, I'll preface but like I, I have some brothers and sisters that go to New Spring that I know love the Lord and I know that there are people that go to New Spring sure. and still love the Lord that yeah. being said with really any church you know you gotta be weary of your leaders right for yeah. sure and I don't even know if <laughs> know the same people are like leaders in this in this church anymore um, oh. I really don't know but <clears throat> Just uh, tell it, baby. Just do it. Because yeah. we all know where you're going with this one. Wait, where do you think I'm going with it? No, I can't you tell gotta it. You got to say it. Just ruin it. Okay, so I was at this uh, this week-long summer camp. <laughs> yeah, okay. Called, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's called it. Gauntlet. All right. And, I mean, all the sermons were interesting. I The the one that really fascinated me the most was this pastor. Um, I don't really know if I could comfortably call him a pastor. Um, yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> He's giving a sermon on. <laughs> he's giving a sermon on like self worth and like value, and how the Lord values you. And like the irony of all this is that the dude's wearing like a well over two thousand dollar nice well pair of sneakers. Nice. <laughs> uh, shout out preachers and sneakers, underrated Instagram channel. Oh yeah, um, yeah for sure. But at the end of this sermon, that had absolutely nothing to do with scripture. Um, I don't even know if they did open the Bible, but there is an altar call to receive Christ. Amen. And <laughs> I quickly noticed <laughs> that it wasn't really students. I mean, there were students, you know, don't get me wrong, there, there were plenty of students uh, being moved emotionally to go down to the altar um, to receive the gospel. But the thing that startled me the most <laughs> was that most of them were leaders. <laughs> Like, the people that are responsible <laughs> for, like, tending to the souls of oh, these young people no. and, and training them and training uh, them in righteousness and discipling them. How confusing, them. baby. How confusing yeah. is well, that for you? Well, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, like, I guess it's great, like, that you... No, are, that's so sad. Yeah, no, it is sad. That, that's the confusing part. It's like, I, I mean, I guess, like, 
you know, it's like you are responding in repentance to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah you know, but not amen, accepting Christ. Amen, praise God, but like, like when half of the the room leaders are going down, I'm like, what what are they teaching? What what are, what are you talking yeah, about? Like the guy that's been discipling you through your porn addiction or whatever it is you're going through, getting saved. Getting saved. Like I can't imagine being like 12 there. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine, like, yeah. you're there, you know, your dad brought yeah, you to this I feel camp. betrayed. Yeah, there's yeah. just a lot of, like, weird <laughs> stuff. Like, there is one point where one of the other pastors well, was just was like trying church to, like, discipline. this wasn't at Gauntlet, but this is, like, at a regular service where the pastor just had everybody be quiet to listen for God's voice. Amen. Yeah. And Dueling. nothing's more awkward than me just, like, kind of sitting there frowning. <laughs> like looking at other people being genuinely confused why they can't hear God's voice. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. And and I'm like, well, it's probably because he's not speaking to you audibly. Like, <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Not. And then they're like, oh, don't put God in a box. And like, God put himself in a box. <laughs> yeah, the Bible. Yeah, like there's this thing called scripture where God has chosen um, in this portion in this way to reveal himself to his people. Yeah, and that doesn't mean yeah. we're putting God in a box. That means. We're just honoring the means in which God has decided to be. We don't need any more. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. yeah. God is a being of intel of intelligence that is beyond our comprehension. Like we can apprehend the fact that he is significantly set apart and different from us. It'd almost be like if you were a frog <laughs> and to whatever degree frogs can think, like looking at a human and yeah. thinking that you can understand what a human being is right. for sure and even even more so like vast glory and riches yeah. of christ and that does yeah that doesn't even that comparison does like yeah. no justice for so sure. like, like god is so much more complex like sure there are like communicable attributes of god that we can kind of understand and partake in but even then like you know you get to areas in scripture where you know it says it you know that it pleases god to crush sinners but then there are other areas in Scripture where it says, you know, God does not delight. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, you know, we we could have. <laughs> I'm going to tread lightly because I don't want to <laughs> say anything heretical or false. But human beings have a tendency to desire two things. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to speak on that anymore. But like God being an intelligent being I don't never mind I'm gonna stop but (laughs) yeah like God's complex I'm gonna leave it at that I'm gonna gonna stop there it is uh well guys it's been great uh was a longer episode I'm glad that we uh we did this uh I am uh humbled to have brothers that love the Lord um stay tuned uh we are going by the time this episode's live we'll have an Instagram made and we're gonna have some um, guests on this show. Yeah, and we're gonna get it's some guests. It's, it's about it's time. It's about time for sure. Um, and so we're excited. A lot's gonna be coming for you. Uh, we're gonna make some Instagram videos. We're gonna promote. We're gonna okay. blow it out. Gonna it's gonna be it. good. Um, the parishioners' banter exists to cultivate and equip Christians to. I'm just gonna have no idea. Where <laughs> that was good. We're going off for a second. Yeah, you were. <laughs> we need to film something. We need to. Uh, we need to do something do like some, that. We need to do something like that. That's good. All right, guys. Well, until next time. Thank you so much, uh, parishioners, signing off. Love you, bud.